Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. It's your favorite podcast, we know. Every week, every Saturday, a new episode magically appears on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and others. Uh, you can uh, get a hold of us at saturdaynightfreakshow.blogspot.com. That's uh, our website where you can find all of our past episodes. And you can purchase any of the movies that we talk about by clicking the little Amazon link that we have there. And that helps uh, us afford new audio equipment, uh, which is our current project that we're undertaking. Um, you can also get a hold of us on facebook.com slash saturdaynightfreakshow. You leave us a comment there about one of the movies we watched. We'll read it on air later during Igor's Mailbag, that segment of our show. <clears throat> we have segments now. That's right. How awesome is that? It's like almost jingle. like we're going professional. <laughs> uh, so these are your internet radio superstars. Sean. Brent. Travis. And I'm Colin. Every week we watch a movie that's chosen by one of us, not at random. We go in a batting order. And tonight... Sean was at bat, and Sean, we watched what? Black Christmas, nineteen seventy-four, directed by say, directed by Bob Clark. <laughs> yeah, do we know? Who Some Bob would say Clark the originator is? of the uh, uh, of the slasher, the modern slasher genre, as we call it. That's what I said. Uh, you said he directed Porky's as well. He did. You I know what else he directed? Because he had Christmas on the mind. This wasn't his only Christmas Uh-oh. movie. Anyone? Anyone? A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. With Ralphie. What? Yeah. Directed really? by Bob Clark. A Holy Black shit. Christmas. Well, yeah. This guy knows how to put it. Christmas on the screen. He does. <laughs> Christmassy movie, man. What What year is this? 74. And uh, Christmas Story was 83? Three? Yeah. Okay. Note that, folks. 74. Four years before Halloween. That's very yeah. important. Well, really quick, before we get into into that, uh, Bob Clark also did, like, he started off his career making horror movies before he got into porkies and comedies and super geniuses eventually. Or baby geniuses. <laughs> really? Sorry, yeah, that was his too. Uh, and Ryan Stone with Sylvester Sloan. But he made uh, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Have oh, you seen shit. that? No, I haven't. I've always wanted to. I've never seen it. Yeah, I yeah, think that was his first. And then uh, Black Christmas, uh, Death Dream. You ever seen that? I've never seen Death Dream. That's a decent movie. It's about like this guy who comes back from Vietnam, but he's not himself. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of a zombie thing. And uh, he also did this cool Sherlock Holmes movie uh, called Murder by Decree, where Sherlock Holmes goes after Jack the Ripper. And it's Christopher, um, oh, God, Sound of Music. Plummer? Christopher Plummer and James <laughs> Mason as Holmes and Watson. Oh. Yeah, pretty decent. Huh. So, <laughs> Black Christmas. Okay, so this is also going to be a spoiler show, so just warning you right up front, we're going to talk about this movie, its remake. Other, like, what, 150 episodes? <laughs> but in case this is your first, <laughs> and thank you for listening. Uh, and this also, we should say, even though it's from 1974, it's a movie that doesn't have uh, Fred Williamson or Pam Greer or somebody in it. It's Black Christmas, but it's not. Oh, Jesus. It's not, it's not, it's not Black, <laughs> black Christmas. <laughs> well, there's Black Caesar, right? Wasn't that the... Yeah, black Jesus. Know. There you go. Yeah. 
but yeah, there are, uh, there's, I think, a growing, um, well, this movie, I think, like, it kind of came and went in, uh, in 1974 and, you know, did the kind of exploitation movie circuit and then kind of went away. And in modern days, it seems like with the advent of uh, DVD and, you know, home video, it's been rediscovered. And then now people are saying, like, hey, there's a lot of stuff that this guy does in this movie that's similar to John Carpenter's Halloween, which was eight years or sorry, four years yeah, later. The, the kill, the, the POV of the killer looking through windows and shit like that. The uh, heavy breathing. The heavy breathing. You've got girls being stalked on a holiday. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. is that where the 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 combinations there end? Well, I mean, also, I mean, you have, like, if you want to equate it to, like, the scream thing, you have the the creepy voice calling saying that they're going to kill you on the phone. Just the the yeah. fact that the telephone ringing becomes part of your, like, that's the presence of the killer comes from the ring, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember that I think I saw when a stranger calls oh, yeah, before this. Mm-hmm. So you know um, that to me was always the the have killer you is the children? yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> have you checked the children? And the killer is it called? The calls are coming from inside yeah. the house. So yeah, that's, the that's just Carol minutes. Kane, right? That's it. Yeah, but you only need the first ten minutes. Yeah, it's You're not cool. Good. After that, the movie <laughs> fucking blows. And when a stranger calls back, you need the last ten minutes. The yeah, last, the whole rest of that movie. Blows. <laughs> so the first ten minutes <laughs> of when a twenty minute calls, double feature. Last, oh, dude! But they're scary as fuck for those ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. They're like, holy fuck, this is scary. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like my kind of movie. Ten <laughs> minutes in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, sometimes. Sometimes that's what horror is best at, right? You really only have, like, these few scenes, and you're like, dude, oh, this would be so scary. Yeah, and I guess when you I remember those... a movie around that. <laughs> is it, like, you know, like, there's... I, I'm sure there's a cult following for this now, but... Like, is it the, those moments that you remember and you just throw everything else away? Because, Jesus Christ... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to show my hand too fast, but like we watched a 98 minute film that felt like how long, Sean? Uh, I mean, it felt pretty damn long. It's, it uh, felt it's, like it's, 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 a, it's a really solid three hour movie <laughs> <laughs> for being only 98 minutes. It was a solid three hours. Yeah, but I think if you watch a horror movie alone by yourself, you you know you might get a little bit more into it. Yeah. Well, it's so awesome. even dares you to watch it alone. I might fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the that's one of those things where I mean, I guess your question is, you know, does the movie age well in the pacing department? Then we're saying probably not. I mean, no. things have gotten a lot quicker. Mm. There's a um, in in modern movies, you've got a. I mean, I guess I would say a better, or maybe we've just become accustomed to it. But the idea that you're going to set up here's what our goal is, right? You, you yeah. basically set the timer on the movie. You realize through the three-act structure that, you know, there's something that was set up in the beginning of the movie that's going to get resolved by the end of the movie. And so you can kind of feel the length of the movie as you're watching yes. it, you know, by feeling how many how many of the conflicts have they crossed off and, uh, until you've got the final conflict, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got Final Girl alone with the, the slasher. Right, basically, like Texas Chainsaw is same year, is this. same year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these were they had. I'm going to guess the the people who made those two movies, Texas Chainsaw 
and Black Christmas hadn't seen each other's movies yeah. at the time they were working. And I think they have, I think, the same thing going for it. Like, I mean, I think this movie does have some, to me, some decent, like, freakouts. I mean, just have the fucking craziness of the killer when he calls yeah. is enough to be like, what the fuck? Even, just- yeah, even later when he's chasing her around and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, yeah. That always, that freaked me he's out. He's just saying like, oh. nonsense, belly, and this, and this. What'd you do to the baby? <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. You know, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's unnerving. I mean, he comes yeah. off as, I'm trying to think of like oh. another like, you Jesus. know, uh, crazy, I mean, I, I think of like Maniac maybe. I mean, that guy yeah, came was- off as like, because like he didn't have like five voices. <laughs> didn't he go into like talking to himself or like yeah, you know, in his room like, when he was alone? Yeah, but it's like, oh, this guy is nuts. Like nuts. clearly off of his rock. Mm-hmm. But this guy in this movie, who I guess we're gonna say is Billy. Uh, uh, well, uh, that's 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 I think the best thing we can call I don't him. No, I mean he's talking. He's looking I'm for thinking, Billy. He's. Okay, I'm thinking his name is Billy, and he had a baby sister named Agnes. And what'd you do to the baby, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, he also says uh, <laughs> something like, don't tell them what we did, Agnes. Yeah, don't tell them what we did. Like, okay, so were it's they kind of fun, playing like, hide-and-seek or something? Yeah, you're like, to, like, the weird <laughs> fucking, you're like... But then he also does the weird shit, like, pretty cunt, let me play in your pretty pink cunt. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And I, I like when he starts doing the, the snorting like a pig. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, creepy as He uses multiple yeah. voices. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, Regan's voice in The Exorcist, which <laughs> yeah. was the year before this. So they would have probably seen that. But, the I mean, just the idea that, you know, because he's using the multiple voices, they're like, is this guy possessed? Is he, uh, is he like, someone who's just, you know, like, he's deranged and he's overheard people saying these things? Yeah. You know? So maybe his name isn't Billy. He overheard a conversation that involved Billy, Agnes, and Mom and Dad, you know, and just somehow, because he, he mimics... Uh, certain phrases that he hears yeah. our main character Jess say in the house at some point and kind of incorporates that into this like you know whatever and, the, his personal mythology yeah and where like this movie kind of leaves you in the dark is it had, had been a more modern or traditional film as we know it it would be more of like a, you know you would either hear something a police scanner on the radio or something about you know like a deranged lunatic on the loose like there's a crazy out there, so at least that would qualify him as a crazy person. But like you don't know who this. Oh uh, yeah, but we did kind of get that right because at the they? beginning of the movie, I want to say there was was just somebody who was already missing, or somebody was found dead, and then this other girl goes missing, this high schooler. Yeah, mm. but I, it seems to me at the beginning of the movie there was somebody else like had died uh, last week or oh, whatever. There's someone the girl got raped. No, that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, there was a girl who got raped earlier. Yeah, so there's the threat that somehow, like, you know, you don't know if you can attribute all of this to Billy. Yeah, you don't know. But it just kind of sets that whole thing up that, like, you know, it's maybe not the escaped lunatic, but it's like there's a rapist and there's a girl's gone missing, you know, in the park. Yeah. And now this guy's broken into the I feel like he's just a, like, just, you ever just drive down any street in this city and just see, like, just the crazy guys just kind of out walking? Like, I feel like it's just like, 
this guy is just like, and just ended up at this house and just like, I'm going to climb in and goes up to the attic. Yeah, dude, I love how that's like the first could fucking be minute of the movie is dude like just scopes out a fucking house, yeah. scales the goddamn rose garden like, uh, the fucking whatever trellis, you want to call yeah, it. Trellis, yeah. yeah. That's, but that's frightening. It's all, it's all There's no cell phone, so is he calling from the attic? Yeah, because they show at some point him using the rotary. No, that was in a different room. That was in Barb's room. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't see him making calls from the attic. We're assuming that, you know, just because he's using the phone in Barb's room when the cops catch him at the end doesn't mean he was always making the calls from inside the house. No, shit. Now I'm thinking about it, right? When the cops come over to trace the phone call, they say, like, you know, is this the only phone in the house? No, yeah. And the detective says, room. there's another one upstairs in this the... Room. And she's the house mother. Right, and she's, she's got a different number. Yeah, so they don't even think about it. But that's yeah. the one he's using then, right? He's mm-hmm. calling from the other number to call that number. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Until he uses... Until he uses... It's a Canadian movie, by the way. Barb. Barb, played by Margot Kidder, a very young... Pre-Superman. Pre-Superman. Yeah. Foul-mouthed. Oh, yeah. Foul-mouthed. She's drunk. She, yeah, like drunk. we said, yeah. She wasn't acting. Margot Kidder just wandered on set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I be in a movie? Just yeah, I'm going to smoke Incredibly drunk. Just, just chain smoking and she drinking. She had the sex jokes. She was like the dirty sister of the house. Who'd well, been there like maybe the one too many years. So obviously it's like a sorority house. That seemed like the first pacing issue or just misdirection. I, I thought the movie was... Like, she was going to be the lead, and then, you know, like, almost... It almost felt to me like she was too drunk on set, because she was... <laughs> <laughs> she, right, and they, they had she, to they rewrote it. Yeah, they rewrote it, because she was so good at playing a drunk. It was like, holy shit, like... <clears throat> she's actually... She has to either actually be drunk, or she is... She might be She might get an Oscar for this film. <laughs> well, I like how this kind of does... She got I more mean, jobs. In man. a weird way, to me, it does, like... Well, I wouldn't say a psycho, because they didn't take, like, a star, but... They focus on one girl that goes upstairs, and then she gets strangled in the bag, and like the plastic, like clothes, yeah, the dry cleaning, dry bag. cleaning bag, you know. Yeah. So we thought she was going to be, and that's like right cool. off the bat too. Like that's yeah. pretty quick. That's oh, yeah. and that's cool that too, where you can just barely see his face through this, this oh, like a that. hole yeah. in the back of her closet. Like that's that's creepy. Claude. Claude? It's like, fuck that cat. What, 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 why do you use this cat that so important? So scary, dude. You gotta like climb that, in the goddamn the fact attic. That crazy guy sitting in an attic making cat noises. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Just to himself. I'm yeah. a killer. Yeah. Well, one more thing before, well, I don't know if we're leaving the, the killer, but the, uh, the other thing I, I'm thinking about now is that he was, you know, making phone calls to this sorority prior to this night. Because when, at the beginning of the movie, when the phone rings, it's Olivia Hussey's yeah. character is like, hey, it's him again. It's the breather. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So he, yeah. so prior to him stalking that, those girls and finding, you know, just choosing that house seemingly at random, he did pick them at, you know, that was like a targeted thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that was a house. Travis, but we don't know why. You have a theory? Well, I mean, what if they're different people? What if? Right. Because the first one is also nothing possible. but sexual. The first one, all it does is talk about their pink cunts and shit like that. You yeah. know, it's not. Which has got to be shocking language for for, for 1974. 1974. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That was Even I was just like, yeah. oh, I didn't know this movie was going to go there. Yeah, because okay. now we don't do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> but at the end of that call, he says, I'm going to kill you. 
Yeah, it goes straight to Africa. Yeah, very in a very uh, normal voice. Very yeah, like he, he was offended. Like, like Marco can yeah. talk back. He's like, you call me a creep? I called just to, to make you. fucking sex noises, and you have to talk to me like that. I'm going to kill you. No, I, I, th- That's I, it. I thought the opposite. I thought he was just waiting to say that. Like, he was just fucking with him, and then at the end, he was always going to like, I'm going to kill you. Like, yeah. Click. You know, like he yeah. was he was planning that shit. But I that was before you heard the rest of it. I mean, at that point, or did you still get the idea that he knew what he was doing? Or is this like a psychotic mind? Yeah, what if he's just I, pretending to be psychotic? Just so when he gets caught, he can be like, <clears throat> I don't know. The cops heard me on the tap. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm clearly bash. I'm clearly, yeah, I'm clearly missing. I, I don't know. I, I, I felt like, it, you know, I'm clearly he's a lunatic, but like, you know, he maybe had a moment of clarity mm. during his lunacy where he's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Like, he was always going. Just to me. <clears throat> yeah, I like. The, I don't. Yeah, see, I don't know. As much as this fucking movie has a lot of like, eh, yeah, this got some shit wrong with it. I think this is a classic horror movie. It's a fucking classic. Well, part of that's because I think you know, and I wonder <laughs> it's if scary. I wonder if you know it has a cult following. You know, because maybe it's like cinephiles, right, or aficionados of the horror film genre. And it, like, now we've kind of retrofitted it, how it has a place in horror movie history. Oh, man, I yeah. saw it when I was 13. This has always had a place in my fucking horror. Man, thir- this not everybody can yeah, see, this not everybody can see a, the path so young, Travis. This is, yeah, well, shit, man. <laughs> well, it it, been it takes hard fucking work. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go to that horror section and just, like, start picking just them start up. Just start mowing through it. Picking them up. This one. And plus, there's, like, pff, What? Four Christmas horror movies. You've got like nil, like no choices. Yeah, I can so, imagine there was very much back then around that yeah, time. You'd start time. looking through the video yeah. store and just like, mm, Killer Santa Claus, Christmas Evil, Killer Santa Claus, yeah, Christmas Evil, Silent Night, Deadly Claus. Night, Black Christmas. I don't say that was it. Santa like, Sleigh. No, that was like nineties. Like, really? Yeah. So like eighty four was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Christmas Evil was. Prior to that, and Black Christmas yeah. is seventy four. So I mean, I don't think you had. Okay. You can't a whole imagine. Lot of, a, well, because they figure it's bad, <clears throat> you know, publicity, right? I mean, no one's going to see a Christmas horror movie. They want, you know, <laughs> they want joy. They want whatever. You know? Ironically, when the remake was uh, released, they released that on Christmas Day, and I think mm. it made oh. you know a decent amount of money. It should have sure been good. That was the Weinstein's. They had put out a movie. With, uh, I think it was called Darkness. I saw it. With Anna Paquin. <laughs> it was some it's movie that they acquired that no. they thought was crap, and they dumped it out on Christmas Day, and it made a ton of money. And <laughs> so Harvey Weinstein was like, what? What you can doing? put like horror movies out on Christmas. So I think Black Christmas was like, the remake was the following well, year. Well, the problem with the remake is the power this movie has of you knowing nothing. They try they to give build you a everything. story and try to. It's just like you fucking idiots, story. you know. Why yeah, is he it's coming back to this building. house? What happened? To it him? just sucks. They try to Agnes, uh, and it's like filled with the young starlets of the day. Yeah, like Michelle Trackenberg, Trachtenberg, Lacey Charbert. Yeah, 
There's three, the three or four more who's that I'm missing. the blonde girl who's the lead? Because I don't think I've ever seen her in anything before, and she was just Ooh. bland as hell. Uh, I don't know. I know. I used to know them all. Like, that was yeah. every star that when I did it come up? up with. When was that? Uh, like, oh, nine, maybe? Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it might, I think it might have been Captain earlier Google than that. Yeah, I'm going to figure that one out. Oh, six? I I, maybe know. around oh, six. But the idea was a... Ba- and it was... I remember the... You know, I was a fan of the directors, Glenn Morgan. He did Final Destination, and... Uh, he did Willard. He wrote and directed a bunch of X Files. Two thousand six. So he yeah. was actually he was in Trick or Treat. He was the friend of uh, Skippy. <laughs> he was, really? Yeah. Huh. He wrote and directed the Black Christmas remake. So they took you know the the idea. You see Billy like at the beginning in the asylum, and he escapes and heads back to the town. And I actually thought that that addition was the most interesting part of that movie because. The girls in the remake have no personality at all. I mean, they are just... I mean, I watched it again recently because I was like, I don't remember having a favorable, you know, impression mm-hmm. of this movie. Oh. I watched it again, and I'm like, these people are... I mean, it's that 90s scream era, it but is. devoid of personality, cardboard, yeah. or plastic, you know. Katie yeah. Cassidy. And the girls are just awful to each other, yeah, you know? Katie Cassidy, yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg. I don't know. I'll look yeah. her credits up in a second, but Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's in it. No? Nobody? Yeah, yeah I don't dude, know who she is. Or, I don't know. Uh, she, she was in she's fucking in Death, Death Proof, Proof and, and, uh, thing and the Yeah, new. the new thing. She's John McClane's daughter. Yeah, Lisa Chabert, uh, Kristen Cloak. Andrea Martin, and then it just goes into a bunch of... No. Andrea Martin was in this movie. That was oh, the yeah, Jewish yeah. girl, uh, yeah. Phil. Yeah, yeah. So she plays, house she plays Mrs. Mack in the new one. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Nuts. Wasn't oh, she okay. from, like, SCTV or something? She was a comedian. Didn't it say she looked the famous, famous players Oh, in the credits that with participation of the famous players? Oh, I missed Which it. Which isn't that? I don't know. SCTV. Comedic, comedic I think famous players are like the whole. Wait, Sean's looking it up on what SCTV IMDb. Comedic group. Yeah, she's an SCTV. I know her from With John I, Candy and yeah, Rick Moranis. My big fat Greek wedding. She plays the aunt. Oh, uh, okay. That's well, how I know her. She's she basically different the other older. star of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, uh, and then a bunch of fucking nobody. But I like how I don't know this movie. And we didn't mention Olivia Hussey. That is the lead from Romeo. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. 60s from Romeo It. Yeah, from It. From yeah. It. She plays Audra. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, she does. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she, mean, was, she was Mother uh, uh, um, uh, Psycho 4. Really? Wasn't she uh, Mrs. Um, Bates? Bates? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Damn. Yeah, you, that was a good poll. You're <laughs> right. She's beautiful. I barely remember she's that one. She's a very beautiful woman. Is she English? She's good looking. She's, she's, uh, she's like Welsh or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, English. Yeah. She's got an eye. You know, it's not specific. It's British, but not like London. It's highfalutin. British. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't put the R's at the end or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Sorry. But I mean, I guess maybe Bob. that's the Soul thing Bob. that I take as the... the uh, the contrast between the remake and the original movie. Like in the remake, I disliked the girls. They were ugly, you know, mean spirited, you know, modern. Like 2000s. today's youth. <laughs> yeah. But the girls in the uh, in the original movie, they're actually like so, you know, likable. Even the Margot Kidder character, who is the most abrasive, I think, like still kind of comes off. She's got some problems, right? She gets like. Sure. 
I mean, the the very beginning, what she receives a call and what she's not going to go skiing or something like that. Oh, she's so, not going to her mom's. Like, We're going skiing. Where do you want to go? What's she called there? Gold. Gold, gold plated whore, mom. <laughs> You're a gold plated whore. Gold plated whore. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. she, yeah, she, she dropped off instead of doing something with her daughter, the mother. Instead of doing something with her daughter on Christmas, mm. she chose to go off with some guy. Right? They're going yeah. skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody nice. else want to go? But I think this original one builds a really like claustrophobic feel in that house. Like I feel the fucking winter outside in this mm-hmm. movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the sound effects even. I mean, yeah. Well, the fucking the feels s- like winter. Yeah, it sounds the- like winter. Well, and there's yeah, shots like outside when they're doing the uh, search party, or- where like you know you can see like you know their noses and cheeks are redder than. I mean, it looks like they're cold. It looks fucking cold <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that adds to just that atmosphere, you know. She was an ice cream man. And the, no one saw that. <laughs> no one saw Who ice cream was? man. I, I've seen ice cream man. No, <laughs> I've seen ice cream Jesus man. Christ! My, me and my brother used to go and just buy sh- get shitty rent shitty horror movies all the time. <laughs> You're talking to the master. Right? <laughs> no, I rented Black Christmas. That's a good horror movie. Uh, well, I rented the classics. Dude. He the he classics. he has since continued to get shitty horror movies, and I just I <laughs> I, I, I quit. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Who's in Ice Cream Man? Uh, uh, Hussy. Oh, oh, okay. Ice cream man. <laughs> you should do it that way. I don't oh, like that. Boy. Ever since what Doctor Doctor Giggles like changed the face of like horror movies. Everything had to be tongue in cheek horror. That's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Doctor Giggles was where I really saw it like fucking take form. You know. You know yeah. how you're talking about the like this movie looks and feels like winter and cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that like we were earlier off. This is that big fur coat. We, yeah, that, 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 that yeah. has something to do with it. <laughs> that man wears a, they can wear the shit out of a fur coat. That fur coat was something else. That's wonderful. Yeah. But I think, uh, like, we earlier we were talking about, uh, like, the digital versus film kind of, you know, how everything is digital now. And I think that film, one, which I think is a pretty cool aspect of it, is film has the ability to crush blacks. Like, not, like, digital doesn't do it digital like you can do it but it's just not the same like this movie there's there's moments where like when i think of winter i think of like you know four o'clock and it's pitch black out you know i mean the dead of winter it's mm-hmm. dark and this movie has that yeah, this it's movie a, has it's a dark like it's a dark visually quiet like cold. lighting wise dark yeah oh there's just like dark film there'd be like a wreath that's like just red yeah, and like the character will be lit, but then they'll stick their face close to that fucking wreath, and then they'll just be completely cast red. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's very like striking to me. That's yeah. like holy shit, this has like just has that look to it. Where you'll be bathed in really red yeah. or or yellow at any point. But then like the background will fall off just into like total blackness. I mean, mm. it's, yeah. there's no detail whatsoever. Of there's even like a scene in this where there's a, it's almost like. A pre-Meyer shot where a character's talking, it might be Phil, and you see, like, a shadow yeah. creeping up behind him, but yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. fucking hard to make out. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because he's not clearly defined. I know that. No, you see, you're like, half about. of him, and it's yeah. fuzzy. He and really, like, yeah, oh? The only way to tell is he just starts interrupting light, Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit, something's moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, yeah. like, a, there is some kind of, the music does something at that but moment, too, to kind of This Blu-ray isn't uh, necessarily, like, a cleaned up, no, I no, mean, they really no, did, like. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's noisy. It's very film, yeah, it has a lot of film grain, but some of it, I wonder, is, you know, 
I mean, we're talking 1974. Uh, this is before he had fast lenses. I mean, I don't know what your the stock emulsion. Yeah, there's was only they were so much at. you can do. And then this is a low budget movie, so they don't have all the lights in the world, and they're shooting at night. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think in the 70s, I mean, a lot of stuff was still doing day for night stuff. Yeah. He shot at night, and it's like fucking some of it's stark. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. black. It is black. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I have my my uh, you know, my gamma yeah, turned down setting. too low or something, but I think it's the way it was shot. Probably, I think so, yeah. Because when it was bright, I mean, everything looks fine. Sure. But, you know, I mean, right. you can still see grain detail. Oh. But uh, yeah, the uh, central the girl in this movie just oh sorry you no I was about to start talking about it. Well, she has. A problem. A, uh, yeah, a problem, which Indeed. I guess, I don't know if it's, uh, if it makes her not unique in horror movie femme, uh, you know, it's like, kind of cold, least, it's weird. That early. Yeah, well, because she's pregnant and she wants to have an abortion. So this is a, the sympathetic character. This is the final girl, we find out. So, like, I can't remember, I mean, like, you know, slasher movies eventually evolve to that kind of, you know, the sign that, you know, the puritanism or whatever, right? Jason is the hand of God basically punishing the wicked, yeah. uh, which I don't think the movies were self-aware when they made them to have that, you know, that's something that we assigned to sure. later on. Yeah. So this one being, you know, pr- much prior to that formula, you know, makes gives you a sympathetic character who's pregnant, doesn't want to get married to the father, is a very uh, strong-willed, goal-oriented. Yes, it's career really, woman. Yeah, it's that whole. I mean, she, I mean, what seventies feminist, right? The whole like control of her body, her future, her life, shit. Like she's got a man going. No, you will do what I say. Yeah, yeah. He's got a very like fifties era. You know, it's that, that hold over the fifties era morality. But uh, like stuck I'd say in like a, a fair like point. He's like. You're gonna kill our baby, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like, I got a recital today. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> Later on, he's just pounding the keys. Like, oh, no, it makes no sense. Uh, like, is that sweating? what classical music sounds like? Yeah. Like, you can even tell what he was trying for in that. <laughs> like, is this supposed to be upbeat? Using his elbow. Bing, boing, boing. <laughs> Sweat. Yeah. I just know it didn't sound good. But no, I don't, like, I don't know what it was supposed to. Sound Nobody like. would smashes that. his piano with a mic stand yeah. so you start to, and I think yeah. that's why yeah they weren't as much worried about oh this the survival girl has to have a morality or blah blah they needed an angle for we want to think that this boyfriend is the killer he's so stressed out by the fact that uh that this chick is gonna like kill his baby and I was almost thinking that cause I was like fuck I think dude when Margot Kidder gets killed it's fucking Peter in that goddamn mirror it's his hair. You can yeah, fucking just, see yeah. it. When it's Billy, you really can't make out. I mean, yeah, he's got hair, but you can't really make out a style. But but when Margot Kidder, because Margot Kidder just like really goes away for like most yeah, of the she movie. Does. She, like she yeah. goes to like She's she just, gets drunk. They tell her to go upstairs and lay down, and that's yeah. basically. I like, like that scene. Her. Phyllis is all smiles and joking around, like she's kind of like joking at the or laughing at all the old fogies until she's just like, "You're drunk. Go to bed." <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Tell the <laughs> Yeah, because Mario Kidder was getting out of line. <laughs> well, it was yeah. weird, right? The guy's well, daughter's missing. Yeah. yeah. She's dead. That's you what know, we're all turtles, thinking. Right? And you think we're like 24 hours, three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she crosses the line. Yeah. But I see, like, a really, like, prissy, bitchy, like, girl thing to be but- like. 
Like, I know you're all thinking. It's my fault. I know. <laughs> and somehow that's like what I kind of like about the characterizations in this. I mean, giving, you know, our final girl, you know, the abortion subplot, giving Margot Kidd, they're making them more, I don't know, about... More than just people who are standing there waiting ready to, to get, get killed. killed. Yeah. And you already don't like... I mean, you like the people in this movie because they're real to an extent. I mean, they're, they have situations that a viewer can relate to. Right. It rounds mm. them out. It makes it makes the characters not just um, just about the movie that's happening right there. Right. Yeah. Not just about the situation they're getting into now. There's yeah. events you know before what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And you know, rounds out the characters. And that's like what the problem is with stuff now. It seems like, you know, we have to you have to kind of whitewash the characters so yeah. this is the virtuous, you know, heroine that we can all project into and go like that's the one that you want to survive. She's right. hot, she's you know, uh <laughs> she's you know, she's a, a kind high achiever, nice. she's yeah. kind hearted, compassionate person. It's like I mean, but she, she has to find the will within herself to survive against the gauntlet of of uh, Freddy or Jason. This yeah. movie doesn't have that like at all. I know. I wonder what's with filmmakers today because they don't they don't want to do that. They uh, inst- automatically go into like here's these characters we'll just fill them in. You know, like you said, the virtuous one, there's the bitch. A lot of people think conflict is drama. Yeah. So they automatically want to have conflict 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 instead of like, "Whoa, wait a second. Some of these people might like each other." Cuz you know, we need yeah. them to talk to each other. They can't just always be like, fuck you, all right, well, fuck. Yeah. Or they just want to just... focus on something else in the movie. So we'll just focus on like, Or, yeah, exactly, or right? Jason's the main character, not the fucking girls. Right. They don't give a shit. What's the easiest way we can make them characters and then move on? Mm-hmm. Well, that, and, I mean, also, like, Black Christmas, the original, is the first time they were doing this sort of thing. So, like, this is uh, uh, written by some an original piece of work. Where as time goes on, you don't get that originality. You get producers and production studios just keep on rehashing, and eventually you just get stereotypes of what once right, was. Yeah. So like you, you're never gonna get like. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Because yeah, sometimes they like, tighten gags, right? Sometimes you see something like there's actually a part in this movie where. I think they missed the beat. They got it, but they missed it. When the calls are coming from the house, they missed it by repeating the information twice. And the they, second time yeah. was the more dramatic, but it's like, well, we but this. it would be really dramatic yeah, if, if this was the first break. time we were finding out yeah, the calls yeah. were not, yes. not John Saxon already knows. Which, dude, is there a movie <laughs> where John Saxon doesn't have fucking eyeliner on? <laughs> He's got eyeliner on in every He's movie I've ever seen eyebrows, him in. No, no, it's under it's 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 under <laughs> eyeliner. He's yeah. always got, oh like yeah. Like 1972, we got that shit like, like tattooed like on. Think, like we can't <laughs> see the fle- where the flesh and the eye separate. Maybe so we're gonna need to. Who knows? Maybe so. yeah. Oh sure. It is. It's, it's like I, hey, while you're doing the makeup, just give me a little bit right there. Yeah, I've met him too, and I didn't even I didn't notice. He's an old man now. So well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure in person. I'm just talking in movies, right? In, yeah. in the movie, they're always like, let's let's get some eyeliner on yeah, the bottom there. We need to. Got a little flushy cheek there. We need to make sure. Did anyone can... else feel like this was still Nancy's dad, the character in this? <laughs> it movie? is, yeah. right? Yeah, that's got to be why he was cast he in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he's the lieutenant. You know, whatever Fuller Thompson or Fuller. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to believe it, nah. but you know, we we might have to go check it out. And he's yeah, he's Nancy's dad in this movie. All I knew it was that yeah. damn kid. 
You know what he did right before this movie? Well, I think. I don't, I don't know if it was the directly before, but the year before. Enter it was the Enter the Dragon. Wow. <laughs> so, Take like, big Hollywood, lead. you know, like, uh, thing. Yeah, so he is, you know, somewhat of a martial artist, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. And then was he fighting Christmas. in that movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh shit. you never yeah. seen Enter the Dragon? Are you surprised? <laughs> I am. I mean, give me a break. Find out. Jesus. Come on. You this, haven't, like, I have not seen everything. John Sachs. You've got, like, what? Around okay, there's here. everything. You've got, there's, like, only the most legendary movies that you've got, like, mankind has You've got, like, 20 years on me, okay? 20 you have a bit of a leg up it's like it's one of those like if you only see a Bruce Lee movie it's going to be fucking Enter the Dragon so I just assumed <laughs> what if I don't care to see Bruce Lee movie what are you talking about I, don't care I know see you're that. a man right what if I this? we gotta talk about to. this later and a, cin- <laughs> and a cinephile in Hong Kong oh, cinema I, I know right god damn you don't gotta love everything you don't gotta see everything you don't what? have to Sean, <laughs> Sean, what's your next pick going to be? Enter the dragon. So, uh, yeah, Black Christmas. Oh wait, okay. So, <laughs> Josh Saxon. No, Josh well, Saxon. we're talking Marshall about Lever. the uh, the misdirection, right? So, Kier Dulay from two thousand and one. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Dave Bowman oh, plays the uh, the boyfriend, the psych. Well, okay. So is he a psycho? He's, they set him up. This is uh, uh, Olivia Hussey's boyfriend who's playing in the conservatory. So we know that we've got a stress uh, on his character, right? He's been practicing for four He's days. He has not slept yeah. on the piano to try and, and pass this exam or whatever the hell this Maybe is. Maybe he was be. in the attic. And he finds out that his girlfriend's pregnant and is going to have an abortion. He's not happy with this nope. at all. Yeah, because she's, like, fucking cold about it. She don't give a shit. They, they set him up, but, like, F, this is 73. So if they knew what we know now, I mean, maybe they did. He's the total red herring, so he could never be the killer, right? I mean, they are setting him up to just misdirect you the whole time. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess because the way the movie ends, like, all the, you know... By having Billy still in the attic, my memory of this was that you just hear the phone call. But when I actually was watching it, I'm like, oh, you actually do see the uh, attic door moving. And yeah. then I think you you see him start to rock the chair or something that the one girl is, is no, dead. No, I think she just – is she rocking? You don't see his hand or something? No, I think you may, you may just see her rock. It's the oh, same no, he's shot. going down the stairs. That's what – you see the, the – you know, in the, the lower shot looking up. You see the attic door open, and then you see in the attic, you see his shadow. It's, well, it's the same shot from says, before where, where Mrs. Mack is just – Moving in the background, yeah, a little bit, and then she's in the chair. They pull out, yeah, and I think you can see like the outline of the the mannequin, the dummy that's up there, and everything. And then you hear the phone call. Yeah, uh, if you but didn't you know have those scenes, there. it could be Kier Dulay is the killer. Well, yeah, I sure. tell you what, man, I swear to God, when you watch that the death of Margot Kidder, I, it is Peter in the mirror. It is, and when it shows his, because you see the sleeves pretty well, and. They're like they're green tinted. He was wearing a green sweater. Yeah. And then plus, when she runs in the basement, there is the killer shadow lurk looking. And then Peter. Well, I think that is his shadow. You think? Yeah, because she Did, hears the killer go yeah, out the, the door, hair. and then the the shadow well, I mean, appears. But my question always was, even this time I'm watching, I'm like, what fucking psycho? Like. Does well, he go to are. the front door and knock Dude, the door? Right. He just goes to the basement, and starts looking through fucking the fucking Billy's window. Fucking Billy's the kind of psycho. I'm telling you, yeah. I think he might be Billy. 
Peter Billy? I don't think so. But uh, just because the ending, that's it, though. Because other than that, he has a violent temper. Blah blah. blah you know, the, the whole craziness part, though, kind of doesn't. But he calls at one point. And he's all uh, tearful on the phone, yeah. crying about something. So that's supposed to give you, I think, the idea that he's emotional or you know possibly emotional, you know, unstable. He does break the 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 piano with the mic stand, yeah, sure. is which good. is like, like what said, the fuck? That phone call is like, yeah, the baby, the baby. Yeah. you know, he is preoccupied with the baby. He starts sounding like. The fucking uh, yeah. the Billy caller. Yeah, I think I, he's just I don't a, know when the when Billy starts talking about Agnes and the baby, and and Peter finds out about the baby. I think Agnes or Billy starts talking about the baby prior to Peter's awareness of it. You know well, I mean? yeah, but I think Peter was there for a call. Uh, Peter was say that in the movie. Peter was suspicious on the phone because that because she talks to him on the phone just after they get the lewd phone call from Billy. Right? And where he's like, she's like, I just want to talk to you in person. And he's like, what's wrong? Why can't you just tell me? And like, right, yeah. So there's something, like, he's suspicious. Like, yeah. he knows that something's going on. What is that call ever? And we're going to break up or I'm pregnant, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. I want to yeah. talk not, to you. Talk to me. No, no, in person. In person, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Never goes good. No. Yes. He's there for a call, though. The movie. Well, I know they say that, but I was trying to think if that moment ever actually happened. He was at the house when a call came in. When he first arrives, and she's she, she's was like upstairs. on the phone, but she he's like coming down behind her. Yeah, so he was upstairs and could have been making right. A phone but call. I think wasn't she still on the phone? He's like, I don't think so. She calls the she calls the cops. She's like, I'm getting obscene phone it's calls. Like it, blah, can, blah, blah. it could be him. Sure. I, like, I really don't think it is. They, sure. They throw it, it in be. there that way you have an emotionally wrecked right. dude playing against right. this. They line it up crazy, very well like, where you're just like, yeah. it's so you can have that ending, right? Yes. So you yeah. can have that. Of course. Like, oh, he's getting carted off. Well, no, she kills him. She fucking kills him. She kills Peter. him. She yeah. kills him. Off screen, too, which is weird. It's yeah. weird. She screams. Yeah. Very John Saxon arrives. There's screams. They run into the cops, run into the house. And the confrontation between, you know, the quote-unquote killer or the suspected killer, the suspected and killer. the final girl has already happened. Right. Yeah, because he is like, a little nutty. I mean, yeah. he just well, goes straight to like, I'm gonna break the yeah, fucking basement crazy. window and just climb in. Yeah, dude, he's, he's just, just going. Like, what are you doing down there? Hey, what are you doing? He kicks the fucking window. Uh, like dude, this guy's saying. crazy. Like, he is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's we not really crazy, or he's like. Yeah, he's emotional. Well, but insane. at that point, is I mean, there's there's people out looking for a killer. You know, he's worried. Some nice Canadians he's, out looking for a killer. Some nice, very nice, very Canadians. nice Canadians with shotguns. <laughs> oh, yeah. don't you girls worry there. Oh, well, you just lock your doors. We'll be all right. Oh, There'll be, be more fine. people coming around from the search party. They're Irish now. <laughs> They're Irish. <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you don't you worry. We'll be around. You just lock your doors and your windows and close them tight. Yeah. We'll be good. Uh, I, I like when they do close the door and they're like they were so nice they're like that was good eh yeah. <laughs> like, they feel safe now cause like they went it's almost that uncom- uncomfortable thing where like you has got the gun too close to you as they're talking well yeah and you're intruding on the two girls at the door telling them to close the door but you're not allowing them to close the door it's like you have a shotgun right. dude and you're you're not don't allowing don't let any them. weirdos come in yeah. Eh? yeah as you're approaching the door trying with to get a gun yeah. yeah they're just trying to be nice but you know, I mean, as, in, as far as in Peter's defense, that's why he breaks the window in the basement, right? He's worried about his 
girl. Maybe. Maybe. It's thin. Because he had an it's oddly thin. positive attitude when he was in the bed. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. So because like, his well, whole last time he saw her, he said, you're going to be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't kill this baby. You're going to be sorry. And then it's like, did he say he was coming back later? Uh, he was supposed to come back later and talk, right? I think that was when he, you're going to be sorry. I think really? that was. Yeah, well, yeah, he said when they're talking to the conservatory, it's just like, or, yeah, meeting at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Be there. And then he didn't, she it. didn't show up, so he went to her, took a nap waiting for her, mm. came back down, and then they had their little confrontation that ended with a, you're going to be sorry. Then he storms off and then yep. he lurks out by the tree line. Yeah, he's hiding behind the tree. He's like, huh? And then at some point, I think you see his shadow outside the house, like sitting in a bench or something like that. And I think you're supposed to take it that Billy has left the house, but it's actually Peter's it's shadow Peter sitting outside the stalking house. Stalking the, yeah. Yeah. Waiting to get back in again. And then shows up at the end, kicking in uh, basement windows. Yeah. I mean, he's just erratic. Yes. You know? Very, very. And I wonder, a douche. Is this, I wonder if this is like the first movie where the, the the survivor girl also like finds the dead friends. Like, you know, not that they're placed because they're or they're in Barb's room. Barb was napping, so he right. killed her. Phyllis went to check on Barb. The door just kind of shut violently. Right. So, They're all still kind of dead where they were killed, but, unless except for the people who took to the attic. But even Mrs. Mack, he killed in the attic yeah. and just left her there. So most of them are where they're killed. Yeah, because in Psycho, I guess if we're going way back to the great-granddaddy, great mm. there's no, like, I mean, aside from Mrs. Bates, there's no victim room. Right? No. Like, right. The, the whole yeah, point, yeah, yeah. No collection. where it becomes the haunted house, the, the, right, the yeah. walking in, and, yeah. you know, there's yeah. just that loosen up rope that the thing's hanging by to fucking... Does Texas Chainsaw right. Oh, you walked here just now? Does Texas Chainsaw do that? I mean, she goes and finds one girl the, in the cooler. The cooler is kind of <laughs> like that. The cooler yeah. is the bone room. Or whatever is going it. on in the bucket. Like they're in the or the the dinner, <laughs> <laughs> the, the dinner table scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're eating those fuckers, right? Yeah. Eating, oh, yeah. eating everything. And I think Barbecue. that's like a really scary scene to me, where the whole you know just tell her to just put the phone down and leave right. your house. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> right, let me go get Barb and Phil or whatever. Again, it could have been no, don't Mrs. Get Bradford. Phil and Barb. <laughs> no, don't get. <laughs> Wait, do we talk about how she answers the phone? Oh, oh no, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, hello? the opening scene. She's like, hello, hello. <laughs> it's the seventies, man. Phone connections were not like they were, they no, they were new to her. She's <laughs> never yeah. seen a phone. What she is this device? <laughs> right possibly. She's a terrified talk, by the talk technology. Now. Hello. Oh god. Hello. They've got, got exchanges right for God's sake with names on them like Fellatio O one two. Fellatio. Oh yeah. That, yeah. yeah what is this? Joke. What is this Let's old talk about like a phone joke. operating system? I know the Fellatio joke, but like oh. there were like shit. Like, yeah, I, I need you to dial the two zero zero five. Call yeah. it up for me. It's a new like what, what, what all that say? shit meant back. Like Klondike. the phone system. <laughs> it's always like yeah. Yeah, Klondike six five. Right. Yeah. Like what did this yeah. shit yeah, mean dude, back in the I day? Don't know. Like, <laughs> apparently that was a thing. But it was a thing. New interchange. What was it? Exchange. 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 New exchange. Yeah. yeah. Exchange. I, I never understood like why they had to dial that to get these people. Like, well, I, I actually have a story be... later about how what started the whole. Uh, Getting us away from because you used to have to call the operator. Operator right. had to connect you. There's a reason why 
we've we created our own ways of uh, getting around that. No, there's party lines. I remember at one yeah. point too. Yeah. You shared a line. To, like rural places had like there was a line that went out to that village or town yeah. or whatever. And if somebody else was on it and talking all day long, you know, it's like <laughs> the neighbor lady. Well, won't I just remember that from old Lucy shows where you just get on the phone and somebody else in the apartment was on the line. It's like, I need to make a call. Could you get off? And yeah. All that shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, this movie, I mean, the whole the, the Felicio <laughs> joke is kind of funny because Hello? Margot Kidder gets uh, this clueless deputy to. Uh, this is yeah. the best deputy. Why is it that all uh, all the clueless deputies always, they always. Remind me of Brent. Now I don't there. don't take what? that. Oh wow! Not in that way, but like Sparky from uh, uh, Town oh, of Dreaded yeah. Sundown. Yeah, you did say like, that. Yeah. Right? There's always a, there's always a thing, and no, I'm not. That's not. Don't take that the wrong way, and I don't know how you shouldn't. <laughs> but how, how could I? Really? I thought I you were gonna you, say. I love you. I thought that you were gonna say they're all Canadian, but I mean, you're, you're kind of Canadian. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you that. You're a little maybe Canadian. that's what it is. Maybe yeah. that's why yeah. I'm a little Canadian. You're a little eh? Canadian. A little eh? bit of a Canuck. Yeah. Canuck? Canuck? Canuck. That's Canuck. 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 Well, this That's how they said it in the 50s. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that, that, this kind of goes to like this movie's sense of humor, which is another thing I think that distinguishes it from the movies that followed. Because, you know, you, this is one of those flavors that kind of gets washed out of it as we perfect the formula over time. But yeah, I mean, it's like really silly. It was like Animal House. Yeah, yeah, before Animal House. Yeah, you had like a fat guy that was. I mean, when ho, he's dressed ho, as Santa, ho, fuck. Yeah, ho ho ho, fuck. <laughs> that bitch was supposed. Yeah, to, he's got kids on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. That bitch was supposed to meet me. This That's what makes ho it funny. ho ho shit. <laughs> yeah, Just, uh, yeah. I guess going for that more. What would you call it? College humor, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. more adult college humor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's in such a dark film. I yeah. mean, like it doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. Idiosyncratic, we'd say, or it's, anachronistic. I would call it psychotic. I mean, the other, the other detective, like that guy, like oh, the, the laughing, la- the laughing boy. What is going on there? Yeah, the laughing boy. I mean, because it's like it's like he's like saw it and then said it on the other detective's desk, like he needs to see this. And yeah. He just waited for the joke. To, it's a joke bomb. He just waited for he it was, to explode. Yeah. He had seen it, already. and even John Saxon yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah, because they're both laughing at it. I love that <laughs> moment. Like it, it, it just it by itself funny. is like a little good. You know, it's like, like, it's like a little workplace moment. moment. Uh-huh. Like oh, he yeah. did it again. He's like, yeah. he's like something dirty, ain't it? Yeah, because he's always been the butt of oh, these jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny moment. Actually, that's, that's, it's it's surprising actually, of yeah. this movie a little bit. That, that it's good character development for like the Saxon <laughs> character. Rela- yeah, for the relationship for them. Yeah, because he yeah. he is he is giggling to himself right. as he's trying to keep straight face and to kind of give a little more background on the what the Nash Nash is the officer who always who always kind of just fucks shit up. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, like tell him not to do something. He does it anyway. It's like, like, like just me. tell her to leave. Don't tell her the calls are yeah, coming fuck, from that's in what the I was house. Talking about. Yeah, how she yeah. has to like she wants to <laughs> check on her friends, but she's like at the front door. And she's like trying to call to them. You know, she oh, doesn't want to fucking go upstairs yeah. because like yeah. Oh man, that was scary. That's yeah. a creepy moment. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And then she Ed, goes please up anyway. answer me, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, about the humor bit too. Also, the uh, the house mother, Mrs. Mac, oh, yeah. stashing booze like <laughs> everywhere, all over. everywhere. Yeah. in the toilet. 
Yeah, but she has that great when she's calling Claude the cat. Claude, Claude, get over here, you little prick! And then like, <laughs> then the uh, Claire's so mother. So kind of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate. Oh, that guy's a good straight I, yeah. man. Yeah. With, with a different soundtrack, like seventy-five percent of this film could be a total comedy. Right, really well, yeah. and you get the sensibilities that he brought later on, like Porky's and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. you can kind of see a little bit of that in this. I know that's why it's it's funny like, moments. It seems like. A Christmas Story right. is more suited to Bob Clark's... Right, you know, but he had to get yeah. started somehow, so he's going to make a horror movie. Yeah. And he eventually gets into what he really wants to do. Yeah. yeah. Naked comedies. True. And then well, where's Baby Geniuses fit into that, though? I mean, like, what the... <laughs> Shit. I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting filmography when you go from, sure. like, horror stuff. I mean, there's, like, at least four horror movies. And then, you know... Through the Porky's movies, a Sherlock Holmes film, uh, Rhinestone, uh, Turk 182, that was his also with Timothy Hutton, or whatever. Rhinestone, really? Teenage Rebel. Yeah, the Dolly Parton, Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. This guy's had like a really weird career. And then he died (laughs) tragically in a car accident uh, not so many years ago. Yeah, Bob Clark. Um,. All right, so we covered the comedy. We got Billy taken care of. I think we got it, don't we? I mean, do we? I mean, do we cover the whole just the idea that and it's just the idea that what? It's yeah, creepy. I think we, covered. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. We got it. Christmas. That's pretty creepy. Okay. Well, then I guess it's time for Igor's mailbag. Igor, where you at? Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Well, thanks, Igor. All right. So, again, you can get a hold of us on Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show if you want to reach out to us. Nick Hammond, longtime listener, sometimes participant, writes about Black Christmas. I've never seen this one, but I have seen the remake and really enjoy it. It's our annual day after Halloween movie as we switch gears into Christmas movies. Interesting. And we also heard from... Thing. What? He makes an annual thing, the remake? But he's never seen the original. Huh. So you Black Christmas you? is his horror Christmas movie. Technically, yeah. You should try the original, man. Uh, Bryce Kruckenberg says he just found us on iTunes after searching for Puppet Master reviews. Welcome, Bryce. And I've been loving the Full Moon and uh, Stuart Gordon, Jeffrey Combs stuff. Any chance of a Castle Freak review? Oh, shit. That's that possible. movie scared me to death as a kid, and thanks for the free entertainment. As, as uh, There's a wry little there's smile coming from Travis. There's definitely going to be some uh, doll man coming up. Uh. <laughs> Castle Freak might be good. I haven't yeah, seen that movie in like 20 years. We did, well, shit. I mean, we haven't done that many Full Moons, but... No, but Reanimator was uh, yeah. Gordon Combs. Robot Jocks was Gordon Combs and Puppet Master. Sure, Charles Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty well, more coming. Well, we oh, yeah. appreciate we'll you keep listening, listening Bryce. Buddy. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what we can do. So that brings us to Brent as the starting lineup on the wrap ups for final thoughts uh, for Black Christmas. Oh boy. Uh, Not Black Christmas, but Black Christmas. Black Christmas. You mean Black Christmas or Black Christmas? Point Break. Point Break? <laughs> point, break. point Break. Point Break. Point Break or Point Break? Point Break. Point Break? Point Break. Point Break. Point Break. get the inflection? Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> point Break. Uh, say quicker. 
See, see our podcast. <laughs> see the Point Break podcast. <laughs> it's all there, wonderful yeah. five minute exchange. Yeah. Uh, Black Christmas, Black Christmas. What can you say? I mean, it is. It's a shitty Christmas, am I right? <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that. Well, I, I may by the end of this. I'm trying to work it out in my head. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. I guess I get the tendencies. I, I understand that it's it's kind of the precursor to all the... It's kind of the influence. It's influential to all the uh, modern-day slasher films that we see. Um, and I get that. You know, I get the Halloween stuff. I get the... But, it, like... It feels the pacing in it like just killed me. Like like we're talking, you know, like Sean and I saying it it feels like a really, really long movie and I think that's and we're talking about an hour and a half, folks, like what hour thirty eight minutes. Mm-hmm. It it feels like it's at least two, two and a half hours by the end of it. Um and I think that that's you know, I know it's the seventies and they're not working it out yet, but like Colin's saying that Texas Chainsaw is the same year. Like, those guys had it figured out. You know, like, I don't know what was going on in this situation. Uh, I I was, like, as crazy as it was, I felt really bored at times watching it. Um, I didn't... There's moments that were scary, but, like, overall, it wasn't that scary, I guess. Maybe I was supposed to be, but I was kind of more interested in the whole story about, you know, Peter and what's her face's abortion situation, their relationship that was going on too. It just felt like there was there was a, a kill in the beginning that seemed like really early on that was good and like, okay, now this whole, this entire night this dude's gonna start knocking off, you know, members of the sorority. And it just felt like the next one didn't come like forever. And the next one was the house mother, right? The den mother, whatever you call her. And that one, I, it felt like her character felt sloppy and it felt like a Animal House type character, like we said. It just, I don't know. I, I didn't see a direction for the film. I didn't see where it was going at any time. And I lost interest early on because of that. You know, I don't think, I mean, I think the, this movie was ripe for a remake just because, and maybe it's all the reasons why you like it, Travis, is that, like, this movie doesn't give you any of that, like, yeah. backstory or to the killer and who it is or why he's doing this. But, um, like, I think that this movie has all the parts to be, like, a modern slasher movie that, like, none of us would like. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's, it's all there, you know, and, like not to say that that's a good thing I guess I don't know where I'm going with this it's like of course they remade this movie but the original um, I think could have used a little bit more I guess direction or suspense or something there is something that it was missing and all I can all I can think of is that it's the pacing of the film it's like I don't you know I mean like I, I just lost I lost patience for it. I lost my attention span for it. Um, and just everything. There was moments I liked. You know, I think that that first kill was good, but I think that they lost that at some point. And yeah, the crazy guy on the phone was good, but at the same time, it's like it's the 70s and it's like, is this okay? Is this going to be like one of those movies that like 
is so outside the box that it's like, you know, it's trying to be something like I, not that it's like a cannibal Holocaust film, but I always go back to that. I'm like, is this safe oh. to be watching? <laughs> right. You? Some transgressive. Yeah. 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 Is this this movie's going to damage me in some way if I keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this, is this safe? Um, but I, I don't know. Overall, I, geez, I would probably pass on it. I, there's just not enough there. I mean, to, to keep my interest. Had I not been watching it with you guys, I would have turned it off. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't recommend this. Nonsense, Brent. <laughs> I'm sorry. This movie sorry. is 100% true terror packaged <laughs> in a red ribbon. Uh, yeah. Terror packaged in horror, Dude. packaged in suspense. Yeah, when I fucking first saw this movie, uh, I mean, of course, I was young and impressionable. Um,. But I, th- I just think uh, the importance that this movie has, even aside from, like, oh, yeah, it may have helped um, create some of the uh, genre tropes or whatnot. But the reason I think even, like, the remake doesn't hold up is because the one thing this movie does, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is having, like, an unnerving real sense of, like, like, true murder in a weird way. Like, you really feel like people are getting fucking murdered when he, like, kills people. You know, there's just, you know, just the, the type of struggle, the violent screaming. And, like, when he's when he's upstairs by himself just fucking trashing the room, you know, that's yeah. when you just feel like, God damn, there's, like, no rhyme or reason to this fucking crazy nuthole, you know? <laughs> like, that scares me. Nuthole. Nuthole. Uh, I like it. So, and man, when I first saw the It's Me, Billy, I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, I've never been so scared by like a slope, like pan up to an eye looking through a fucking slit in the door. And you can oh. see a nice like reflection in the in the pupil. Do you know they, they there's an homage to that shot in Saw? Is there? Yeah. In Saw, I think it's right before he takes a picture of Lee Winnell. Like when he's in his apartment. Huh. Yeah, is this just There's for the pig shot. mask thing? You see, yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't. Where the fuck was it? In Saw, there is that shot. I remember seeing it. Huh. I'm going like, holy fuck, that's Black Christmas. Sorry. Yeah. It's scary shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe a little of the humor is a tad misplaced, but in a weird way, not just because. We know all the information and the characters don't have, right? I mean, even that guy that's supposed to meet his daughter, they're just like, oh, you know, we figure she's hanging out at one of the sorority houses or something like that. She'll be back or call at any moment, you know? So even though they're goofing off, we know behind the scenes that you got, you know, fucking crazy dude upstairs strangling people and whatnot. So... I mean, I do get it, but I just don't hold it against it just because I really think, I mean, that's why a lot of these old independent horror movies are like that, because you don't have the budget to have, like, script supervisors, continuity, like, people, like, no one's checking shit, you got, like, one dude trying to, like, do 
rewrites and direct and fucking like it's almost a miraculous accomplishment that they do turn out this well in a weird way it is because yeah i mean look at horror movies there there's a there are fucking i mean there's just tons of them and the ones that are good are fucking nil man i remember as a kid i used to write lists of all my favorite horror movies and like i don't know almost like every 10 years i do it and man it gets shorter and shorter like i i dissect them out of my fucking you know favor I think it, it gets a star just being on film. I mean, that like nowadays when you see a horror, a horror film like this, uh, you know, the slow budget, it doesn't look like this. Like, there's right. something about when you shoot on film, whether it be 35 millimeter or 60 millimeter, it looks like a bigger budget movie than it is, and I think it, it, it helps the acting, it helps everything. I mean, I think the Christmas lights is what does it. It's very easy to look very cinematic with, like, red, green, yellow lights and darkness. And that's why the outside of the house looks way more cinematic than the inside of the house. That's just, like, you know, just kind of normal lighting. Except for, like, it is weird. Sometimes there's normal lighting, then sometimes it seems like the power went out, you know? (laughs) It's very weird. Sometimes it seems like... Why is the only light coming from a flickering candle or, you know, mm-hmm. isn't there lighting in this? I don't get it, but it fucking helps, you know? So I, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I do know. I mean, I fucking love this movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. And especially for uh, a Christmas movie, I, I, I'd like more horror Christmas movies. It's one of those things where I think because the the time of the season is supposed to be joyful, I think that's what makes the the Christmas horror movies that much more effective. Because it's like I found this to be completely uh, claustrophobic, and I didn't want to go upstairs with her. Like I'd be that type of person that if I watched it, well, I guess if I was a kid and I watched this with somebody, I'd be like, "Hey, man." You gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not going upstairs alone because fear of crazy maniacs that say hey to you. <laughs> so you cracks and walls. So yeah. Uh, I mean, watching it tonight, I'm sitting there, you know, looking at this, and I'm I'm struck by the you know, what the slasher movie became. I mean, this movie, I don't think considers itself a slasher movie. You know, I mean, to be that far outside of it, outside of what became the eighties run of slasher films, late seventies, early eighties run of slasher films. It's like, it's really got its head in some other place. So, you know, now, you know, with, with, uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, we started looking at the, um, the centerpiece, set piece, you know, uh, kill scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Where what gory way or inventive way does the killer dispatch his victims? This really doesn't happen. I think, like, most of the murders in this actually take place, like, off screen, even. Yeah, the I most mean, creative one is a unicorn stabbing. Yeah, that's the say. most, like, slasher maybe, movie-esque, right? Maybe, or maybe or the, the strangulation the, with the uh, dry cleaning bag. Or not even that, the fucking the pulley system hook yeah. Yeah, that, that, he, that, that he launches good. into Mrs. Mack. Yeah. Does everybody have a block and tackle in their goddamn ass? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I it's, like, get... it's like, really? They're pulling that much heavy <laughs> shit up there? They're just like, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why it's there, uh, That's right? why it's there, have, yeah. You, know, you just see the, the, like, the bottom half of her body just kind of get sucked up into the attic. That's good, that's good. But I think what it does contribute, you know, is uh, that the slasher movies then forgot. Like I said, I think it's the characterizations. I mean, even having Mr. Harrison, right? 
who doesn't do a whole lot, but he looks like your dad. I mean, he doesn't look like a movie dad. He looks yeah. like somebody's dad, you know, or something like... Hey, there's a real quality about this guy who's clearly not of this generation and just <laughs> yeah. kind of appalled by what's going on in this house when he gets there. Uh, I mean, the... the the um, no-nonsense cop, I guess, is kind of stereotypical, you know sure. what I mean, that John Saxon's doing, which is, I think, why they give you those kind of comedic beats in the uh, police station to kind of give him something to, to play off of. But I think, yeah, I mean, it's the major thing is <clears throat> giving our, our female protagonist, uh, you know, that she wants to have an abortion. Which I think, like, is one of those things where you're just like, wow, like, I can't imagine a movie now doing that, you know? Because they don't want you to even think about that kind of stuff because you might be on one side of the political fence yeah, or another you are, about you it. Yeah, labeled after that. So we'll just take that out of the equation completely and give you someone who's more interested in, you know, like, is she going to get a date tonight with, you know, some dude? And that becomes the whole, like, the drama. Because he's cheating on it. You know, I mean, that's going to make it complex. Let's just make it easy for the audience to digest. Yeah. But I think somehow this, like, well, it's a girl dealing with, like, a real-world situation somehow grounds the character and makes her feel more real. I mean, like Brent was saying, I guess... It kind of makes me hate her. But do you hate... But you also hate... uh, uh, People in general. The Kier Dulé character, right? All small right? children, he's, animals. That guy. <laughs> Cute animals. Well, Kier Dulé, if they're not trying to make him crazy, he definitely comes off as a, and not egotistical, but he's very... Well, doesn't she say something about how he's, like, artistic? He's very Yeah, he's sensitive. got an artistic temperament. <laughs> yeah, artistic temperament, yeah. <laughs> I'm artistic. But he's also, like, male chauvinist, kind of, you know, like, yeah. you're going to yeah. have the baby because it's my baby. You know, it, kind of it definitely seems like a, we're gonna get married. It's like yeah. a a hippie writing for a '50s style guy. Like you know, like it's like a a, a '50s mentality based in the '70s. You yeah, know, like a hippie right. having that. Like it's. I don't want to marry you. Well, of course you do. Yeah, George Maybe Miller that was writing the, Mad Max. No, that might be that. like the yeah. yeah that might have like been that. the dynamic at the time. You know, it was kind of this. I've always got the. All right, so how do I build this argument? But, you know, we're talking about the pacing and how the pacing feels weird, and I think it does because, uh, you know, movies have been had been being made for like sixty years or something at that point, right? I mean, all the forties, fifties noirs. I mean, even by the thirties, they were trying to figure that shit out. But by like the sixties, you kind of had the beats of a movie, you know. That we recognize. I mean, you can go back and watch Psycho, and it doesn't feel like it's over long or too short. It's like that's pretty much a modern thriller. Um, but there's something strange about the 70s, especially the early 70s. It feels like we <laughs> it's are. It's called LSD. <laughs> it's, well, I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, it was a just large part of it. Experimenting with editing. Experimental. And- yeah. They're, it's like cinema was being rediscovered, and in order to rediscover it, they had to start from scratch. It was like, like all this shit had been learned for 60 fucking years, and you just went like, well, let's throw all that away, and we're going to make a movie like no movie has ever been made before. We're going to start from the ground up and learn this stuff. Did you ever see Easy Rider, how it, like, 
and it cuts oh, to yeah, the next yeah, scene, yeah. but then cuts right yeah. back. And then, cut, yeah. and then does the. It's like I fucking they need that. to quit doing that. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, I blame what's his face. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper? No, not yeah, not yeah, Hopper. Wanda. <laughs> no, who's the guy that uh, the, pro- the producer uh, oh, of Easy Rider? Yeah, Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Corman. Yeah. yeah, was it Roger Corman? Corman. Yeah, Corman yeah. produced oh, it. Okay. Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Because Roger Corman, he would let anyone make a movie for three hundred thousand dollars. It didn't matter what. Dennis Hopper. He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you had a movie for three hundred thousand dollars, Roger Corman would make it. And then Easy yeah. Rider won the Oscar, and it changed. Well, Roger Corman was of the position where, Ever like, I just want to make money, and if your movie makes money, even if I don't understand it, right? You yeah. know, but it made money. You know, it has the potential of making money. So my, my kids say they understand that's, it. So I'm going to give you the, you know, let's go ahead and do this. Right. Yeah. So that kind of like the, that's, forward that's, that's like today's uh, Hollywood system, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Like, we don't know if it's good, but I think it connects with the kids. The kids like this stuff. The first one made money. Let's do it again. Mm. Why not? Forever. Yeah. And ever. And ever and ever. Put the teens in it. Put the, the teens they know. Put them in it. It made money in the 80s. I was a kid in the 80s. Let's do it again. Yeah. It's not the right place. Well, Black Christmas, uh, I guess, you know, so it it does play slow to watch it for the first time now. Uh, I think because we can't really tell when that, you know, that arc is going to complete itself uh, at the end. So it just kind of feels like, I mean, I know Brent said during the movie, like, does anybody feel like this could go on forever? Because it could. He could keep right. calling all night. You don't feel the yeah. build to that moment. Uh, you don't you know? see where it's going to be like, cause, yeah, you don't see where it's going to end and where that turn's going to happen right. towards the end. Yeah. And there's a lot of like maybe experimental moves that, you know, Bob Clark's doing, putting the comedy in there, doing the shots of like the killer in the background, doing stuff where it's like he hadn't quite either the sensibility for horror that John Carpenter clearly did. When John Carpenter did similar shots of the shape, you know, sneaking around in the background of the frame, like, he, mm. he nailed it, you know? And, you know, I mean, uh, revisionist cinema history tells us that, you know, Black Christmas came first and then it inspired Halloween. But we don't have any real proof that John Carpenter saw right. it. I have yeah. to assume that he did because he's a cinephile and he worked in horror movies and he loved horror movies and probably saw it, but I don't know, you know? I mean, these things went to drive-ins and shit or whatever, right. inner-city theaters. Odds Who are. knows if he saw it? <clears throat> so maybe he arrived at Halloween a completely different, you know, uh, from a completely different angle. And clearly, he, I think he applied the film techniques of Hitchcock to his, you know, to that subject, where Bob Clark was coming at it from a different angle and... and maybe didn't direct it the way that a, a horror filmmaker, you know, really intent on the scares or the suspense, you know, could have done it. So, you know, I still think it's an important movie. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm going to recommend it to the cinephiles or horror fans. Like, if you haven't seen this and you're a fan of horror movies, mm-hmm. you have to see it for its place in cinema history. Uh, but for the casual viewer, you know... I think yeah, it may. It's a bit dated, so it's probably not going to appeal the same way. Although I do think that the uh, uh, the performances and the casting, um, you know, I mean, if you're a fan of actors and acting, I think it's a good a good movie. So that's me. Yeah, uh, I picked it because of its. Uh, 
I guess, historical import as far as horror movies go. Um, I had never seen it before, so I figured I'd, uh, I'd pick it for tonight. Um, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Again, like Colin said, I think if you are just a maybe casual moviegoer, it can seem a bit slow. Even to me, at a certain point, it did seem a bit slow, and we discussed like why that is, because you can't see that turn of when it's going to hit the end. Um, but a lot of this stuff, like I like a movie where if you, you know, if you're going to go horror movie and you're going to have a killer and you don't give me anything about it where it ends up just like, it's just craziness. I like that. I like what this movie did with it. And it is unnerving. Some of the stuff in this movie, like I said before, just with him when like at the end, when he is attacking Jess and he's just at that door banging on it, just screaming at her in that just crazy way. Like that's scary. That's, I like that. Um, I, I definitely recommend it again because of its, uh, you know, historical importance, but, uh, I think, uh, fans should watch it. Um, I definitely recommend it. Dude, just the image alone of always going back to the first victim sitting in the rocking chair yeah. with the bag on her head. I mean, that's just like, holy fuck, one of the best, just one of the most frightening images of, of cinema history. Yeah. I want to say that was duplicated in, was it Christmas Evil? Or no, this was re-released as... Right, this was re-released as Christmas Evil, maybe. That's why I was thinking. No way, really? really? I think, isn't there a shot of like so. a, Christmas Evil has that Santa Claus or something. Maybe you're right. Co- going down the chimney? It's I'm a, pretty sure Christmas Evil is a killer a, Santa Claus movie. Maybe this is it Silent is. Night. No, Silent Night. Deadly no. Night. Silent Christmas Night. Evil had like something. The, the sickle and the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's Killer Santa. Yeah, yeah this has an yeah. alternate title and a poster, but whatever, though. I mean, huh. yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to do this before. Well, it's time to announce uh, <laughs> the last that Brent is picking next week's movie. <laughs> yeah. And Brent, what are you going to pick? Uh, next week, uh, we're going to start the year with uh, Celebrity. What are you, other movie? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm shocked. Really? Yeah. Travis, I'm... I'm I'm I can't believe it. I'm coming over to the dark side. (laughs) Somebody else is going to play a Woody Allen movie. All right. I got the title. Sorry. Silent Night, Evil Night. Crazy. Uh, What's the re-release title of this? When was it re-released under that title? I don't know, but I've seen a trailer with that. Really? Yeah. When did that come out? Or well, okay, they just re-released. Yeah, I think so. Maybe actually not on VHS. That might have been. I've only seen it on VHS. Black. I mean, what would be re-released in theaters? We need to make more money off of this. Re-release it under a different title. Actually, I'm going to take back what I said. Not a re-release. I think in the United States, it was known as Silent Night, Evil Night. Because the producers were afraid that it was going to be mistaken as a black exploitation movie. Oh, so, black so our joy, our joke oh, from the beginning shit. of the podcast comes back that at the end. True. Yeah, oh my so there you go. Hopefully, Christmas. you were paying attention the whole way through this uh, episode, listener, to get that little bit of movie trivia. So until next week, then the basement is going dark. We have celebrity DVD. I will. No Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Where's uh, Blu-ray? Amazon. Amazonian. What country is it from? It's not American, is it? Celebrity is. Is it? Yeah. Are we thinking of it? I don't think. Are you just talking?